Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Three bounces. Looks at the rim. It is up. In and out. Back in. Oh, my goodness. A three-point lead for the Bulls. 111-108. Bulls showing full court press. On the inbounds, it goes to Fred Van Fleet. Over the midcourt line. Five seconds to go. Driving. Right quarter. On boots. Crossing over. Comes up shooting. No good. Ball game over. Bulls win. Bulls win. Bulls win. Bulls are 4-0. 111 to 108. What a thriller here in Toronto. Part of the reason they wanted me to come here was my experience. Being in those moments, um, understanding how to deal with those moments. You know, it's the fourth game of the season, and we have to deal with that. Um, but it's a learning experience, me just teaching other guys. Um, but we all understand, you know, it's a lot of stuff we could go back and look at, mistakes we made. But, you know, I think when, when the game turns that way, you know, it's on me to kind of slow, slow it down and get, get to my spots. Get to his spots indeed, Vandermar DeRozan was making it happen last night. Chicago Bulls, you heard it right here on the score. A thrilling game, an exciting game against the Toronto Raptors. Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington on the call. Only team remaining in the Eastern Conference that is undefeated. The Bulls right now at 4-0, one of only three teams in all of basketball, still undefeated right now, but at the top of the East are your Chicago Bulls. And, you know, for anyone who didn't know, this station, The Score, just announced another multi-year partnership. So the Bulls will continue to be heard here on The Score for years to come. That is very, very exciting news because I I would say that this seems to be, at least up to this point, one of the more fun, one of the more exciting teams in the NBA. I was talking about, what was it, Sunday night uh, when I was on the the Sports Zone with Lou Kanellis, and we were talking some Bulls, and I'm I'm loving the whole uh, shot slam jamma vibe that they got going, man, with everybody out there trying to yoke on somebody when they come down the lane on the break throwing lobs. And it was one thing to see it in the preseason, but it's a completely different story to see it beginning to play out in the regular season. But – you know, the squad they faced in Toronto last night, I mean, that, that's a legit NBA team. And they, they not only have playoff aspirations, but we're accustomed to seeing the Raptors advance deep into postseason play right now. And they were a little bit shorthanded in the game, but when it comes down to it, those are the, the types of opponents, the type of intensity that the Bulls will have to continue standing up against. And when you look at the way that that game began to, to sort of dismantle around the Bulls, because up to that point, you know, you get through first quarters tied at 24, 10-point lead at the half, 12-point lead going into the fourth quarter. At one point, you know, the lead, lead had gotten up, you know, to 20-ish points. And, and they seem to be not only controlling the action, but just dominating the action, dominating the intensity 
of the game itself. And then as you got into the fourth quarter and really as crunch time really kind of started to, to sort of get its grip on the Bulls, we saw a few of last season's habits. And, and some of those same concerns for last season started to creep in with some of those weird turnovers that, you know, that weren't a part of things for three plus quarters. And suddenly the ball handling becomes an issue. The ball movement becomes a problem for Chicago and that playoff intensity, you know, obviously it's less than a week into the regular season. So it's not playoff intensity, but the ramped up intensity for Toronto really began to show itself and show the effect that it had on the Bulls, especially the Bulls backcourt. Like they could barely advance the ball over half court for a while in that game. And that, that's a huge concern when you're talking about whether or not you're going to be able to manage those situations in crunch time moving forward because those were the moments where they fell short pretty frequently last season. And uh, of note here, Bulls coach Billy Donovan, since the team doesn't play again for a couple of days, and so make sure you tune in to Mully and Haw in the morning as the Bulls coach Billy Donovan, the first place Chicago Bulls head man Billy Donovan, We'll be on with Mully and Hall tomorrow morning at 7.20. So they'll be nice and lathered up and ready to go by the time they get Billy Donovan on the line in the morning. So make sure you tune in to Mully and Hall at 7.20. Billy Donovan is going to be on with them. But to have this, uh, this type of pace and tempo that, that the squad is playing with right now, it's cool because you're seeing that not only offensively, but part of the hope. Like it's one thing to hope that all right, you bring in another scorer like DeMar DeRozan, and okay, that can alleviate some of the, the pressure off of Zach Levine and what that does to the Bulls offense, what they can do for the Bulls offense. Because, you know, last night, Zach Levine wasn't really on his game offensively, didn't shoot it that well early, hadn't shot it that well, especially early in games several times here lately. But it doesn't matter nearly as much because with the ball movement that we're seeing, led pretty frequently by Lonzo Ball with the additional scoring options that are there to them with DeMar DeRozan and with uh, Nikola Vucevic and, and what they get from other options that they have on offense now. And I, I think this crystallizes a little bit of, of what uh, Karnaschovas was kind of hoping for in, in accumulating this talent because it doesn't all necessarily seem to, to fit together in a seamless sort of manner. You got maybe some guys of similar skill sets and you're wondering how it all comes together. But when it, when it really comes down to it, you got to be able to fill it up. And if everything has to consistently flow through Zach Levine to put the ball in the basket, it's eventually going to create problems. You know, like we, we've seen it crop up on James Harden a number of times in the postseason on, on teams much deeper offensively with, with a wider variety of scores than we've seen paired with Zach Levine up to this point in his Chicago Bulls career. But when you've only got that one option, life is hard when you get to big games and big moments. And so I think as much as anything, two, two main things that I took away from watching what they did in Toronto. One, the offensive punch doesn't have to be Zach Levine. And especially like late in games, one thing like DeMar DeRozan going back to his old stomping grounds, having those late game moments in Toronto, hitting some big shots towards the end of the clock and towards the end of the game when they needed someone when, you know, and I think that, you know, as the game was kind of near and cold crushed up, one of the issues that they had was that as Toronto stepped up their intensity, it was almost like the Bulls were still playing at the same level of intensity. It was still kind of a cruise mode that the Bulls had gotten into going into the fourth quarter, and the Raptors just started coming at them and attacking. And, and, you know, all the active hands that we had seen from Chicago for three quarters, that was all going the way of the Raptors, where every time there was a pass, it felt like someone from the Raptors was there, was there 
trying to intercept it. Every time the ball hit the deck and somebody's trying to dribble or cross over or go through the legs or behind the back or whatever Zach Levine was trying to do and one of those key turnovers he had late, there was someone from the Raptors just there in the grill of a Bulls ball handler. And it felt like a lot of the players from Chicago didn't necessarily ramp up their intensity in the face of that enhanced intensity from Toronto, even coming out of uh, the occasional timeout. But as that was happening, DeMar DeRozan in that that assisted offensive punch, that that late game ability to go one-on-one to finish. And one of the concerns that I had coming down this stretch was that the Bulls' ball movement has been so spectacular through every game this season, and that started to fail them as they got down the stretch last night. And they, they started going more ISO. Zach tried to get himself going with some ISO ball, and he did start to get himself going with some ISO, but then the ball movement really started to fail Chicago. But like Stacey King was talking about on the TV side, when you get to those late game moments, when you get into the fourth quarter and it can be a little harder to run offensive sets and maybe pick and roll because the defensive intensity has picked up some, then you know what? You need a guy who can just score it one-on-one. And we saw DeRozan begin to do that and that, that pure little mid-range fadeaway that he hit several times in a row. So that was lovely. As much as anything, though, if this season's Bulls are really going to have a chance, you know, obviously not talking championship or something, but just to, to be a, a truly competitive team with those who are of championship caliber to maybe make a deep playoff run, I think a lot of what that's going to come down to is the activity that they show defensively, man. I mean, they, well, like I was talking about Toronto in the fourth quarter, that's the bulls for the bulk of most of the games that we've seen up to this point. The level of activity of their hands, the, the way that they just continue, like, you know, Alex Caruso getting out there just, you know, invading the personal space of, of the opponent every time they're trying to dribble it or cross half court. Anytime they're trying to feed it into the post and you just see Bulls hands flash in this way and that shot clock violations because of the way that Lonzo Ball is just right there in, in, uh, defending a variety of positions. That part is to me, while the, the offense is the fun part, what's more encouraging, in my opinion, than that is the defensive effort. And I don't know that Zach Levine's ever going to be like a defensive stopper, but you, you see activity from Zach Levine now defensively that we didn't necessarily see earlier in his career. And I feel like that regardless of what the sport is, defense is infectious. That type of effort that we see the Bulls laying out there defensively now, whether it's because of Lonzo Ball or because of Alex Caruso, who, whoever is sort of the, the main engine driving that, and it seems to be a variety of players, but it's feeding out. A lot of other guys are feeding off of that. So I think that to me, through just four games of this season, is the most encouraging end of what I've seen so far from the Bulls. And I think the Bulls fans in general should be really encouraged by that as well. Like I referenced a moment ago, Billy Donovan, Bulls coach, is going to be on with Mully and Hall tomorrow morning at 720, so make sure you check that out. He'll be here live on the score. If you happen to miss it live, make sure you download the Odyssey app so you can check out Coach Donovan and hear his thoughts on what's been happening through four games as his squad has a couple of days off to kind of reset and figure a few things out. He'll take a timeout. Because Bears legend Lance Briggs will be here with me in just a few minutes. He'll be with me starting at 7 o'clock. Be with me until 8.30. We will talk so many things, Bears and beyond. It's always a great time when Lance and I are together on the air here because this is the Miller Lite Top Draft brought to you by Miller Lite Proud Beer Partner of your Chicago Bears, the beer that Bears fans can depend on. It's Miller time. And uh, make sure that if you come out to Flo and Santos that you come here, you find us, you seek us out. 
on Wild Bass Ave. I pretty much ran down the whole menu for you because I, I've been to Florence Santos so much and my family's been over here with me so frequently because I'm in walking distance of this fine establishment. So I do love the majority of the menu here. So make sure whether you're just coming to have a little bit of middle light, whether you're coming to have or the thin crust or, or some, you know, pan pizza, whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm not going to throw any shade at any other types of pizza, but one of the spots, at least in the neighborhood here of many that, of course, when you're downtown in Chicago, many, many that serve pizza. This is one of the spots I love to come get their thin crust because of the flavor, because of the crust, because of the, uh, the crispy nature of it, all those things, but also pork wings. Now, I don't, has, has anyone of the folks here, pork wings, have any, has anyone experienced the pork wings here? Florence Santos, yes, a lot of other pork wings fans in the house. I was not familiar with pork wings. I did not know pork wings existed. I did not know pigs could fly, but apparently at Florence Santos, pigs are able to fly. So the pork wings, when you come here, when you show up, whether it's tonight, whether it's sometime in the future, make sure you experience the pork wings. And one of the things I love is that, especially going back to last year, there's a lot of folks that were struggling, a lot of restaurants that were shutting down Florence Santos. Because it's one of my favorite spots in the neighborhood, they were able to survive things. Now they're back, they're thriving. It's one of the great establishments. Plenty of room inside, plenty of room outside. Sports bars, TVs galore, and of course, the Miller Lite does floweth. And so make sure, if you do show up, you have an opportunity to win passes to the Miller Lite loft, so you can enter to win those if you show up here as well. Just make sure you come by the 670 score table, get some gear, sign up for tickets, and all the things that we have going on with the raffle that let you know the results of that tomorrow once you enter. So I'm take a time out, come back here. I haven't talked to any bears yet, and I'm sure the text line is probably lighting up, trying to figure out when I'm going to start talking some bears. I will do that next because I have some thoughts that I began to share with Lawrence yesterday. I want to go into a little bit of further detail than I was able to on my Monday appearances with Loho, specifically where things sit offensively, what my thoughts are for how the Bears will continue to operate defensively, especially with San Francisco coming to town this weekend. Then we will have Bears legend Lance Briggs with me at the top of the hour. There'll be a lot to discuss with Lance. Bear safety Eddie Jackson shared some of his comments today specifically about the tweet that he put out about Lance Briggs after Lance had some comments about him from the previous game. So there'll be so many things to discuss with Lance Briggs once he's here with me. This is the Miller Lite Top Draft. I'm at Flo in Santos in the South Loop. Make sure you come and check us out. This is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.